listening to Not Another Origin Story, the podcast all about comic book movie adaptions. I'm your host, Pogues, and I'm joined by Science Fair winner Ben Chapman. You know, I actually did win my Science Fair, didn't I? Really? I went on to the States. What was your project? Uh, I built a AI system, that was the fancy term, for uh, an algorithm that could predict the weather in Cleveland. Wow, and then you went on to become an English major. Interesting choice. Yeah, it, my, my secret, my dad helped a lot. He, he helped my brother win his, too. My brother shot uh, antennas into, into the trees of our backyard and sent signals that bounced off Jupiter. Also a true story. Ah, boy, your dad sounds way cooler than you. Does he want to do a podcast? Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring him on. I'll bring him on. He's actually pretty damn funny. Hey! <laughs> hey, remember? Right, oh. back to the podcast about comic book movies and not about how cool Ben's dad is. What's your dad's first name? Uh, Dudley. All right, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, so we'll be talking about that on our new podcast. <laughs> the Chapman's. What's my dad's name? <laughs> What's my dad's name? Uh, uh, that voice you just heard is a returning guest, uh, Chris Doom. He's back. Uh, this is embarrassing because I edit these and upload them. I do not remember which episode he was on. Spider-Man! Spider-Man, that's right. How can I forget? Yeah. Uh, I'm so, glad to be on an episode for a movie that like I don't really like that much. Yeah, because you had to defend Spider-Man I had to defend Spider-Man. From us being assholes yes. for like an hour. And I mean, you guys, I think, have come around and be like, Spider-Man's like up there on the rankings. I, 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 I apologize for most things that I said about yeah. Spider-Man at this point. Especially in the last week of Fantastic February. Yes. That is right, guys. This is the end. I am beleaguered. Fantastic I am. February. <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't watch them all this month. But I've been listening, so I kind of feel like I suffer through mm-hmm. them all. So, yeah. Yep. It's like listening to, like, uh, the radio chatter from, like, troopers off in the distance being eviscerated by mortar fire. Like, you're just <laughs> listening to their pain. You get it. Yeah. You understand. I, what I'm saying is I'm just like anyone serving in the military for having done this. Okay. I'm not even <laughs> going to address any part of that <laughs> Just feel we need to move on immediately and hope nobody else heard that. All right, well, we watched uh, 2015's much-maligned Fantastic Four. Uh, I think this film is most famous for the negative publicity shitstorm that surrounded its release and certainly did not help it in the box office. No, Josh Trank, the director, is that right? Um, yes. yes. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. guy, guy who, who did Chronicle, a movie that seemed interesting in trailers I never saw, that no one saw, apparently. Well, it was a low budget, like an indie film. Yeah, it's supposedly very good. I, I had no interest in seeing it, but it is very insane that, like, you know, you take a guy who made one sort of independent film outside of Hollywood and then be like, here, here's a franchise we're hoping you restart. Yeah, he's also pretty tied to Max Landis, son of uh, John Landis. Is it John Landis? Yes, the famous yeah. director. Yeah. yeah, he's he's kind of this weird figure in the nerd world. He's put out these like. Um, these articles and these videos that are extremely on point. Like, he has one, I, I highly recommend looking it up, uh, about the death of Superman and breaking down why it's the most miserable, confusing mess of pile of bullshit ever. Uh, it's amazing. And so I'm like, wow, this guy's great. And then he comes around and, like, writes really garbage, unfounded, <laughs> kind of half, like, half-baked ideas about Star Wars and, and, and then yells about women for, like, a while on Twitter. Like, it's it's very confusing person. Yeah, he, um, as I as I mentioned at the end of the last episode, he either had a nervous breakdown, I don't know what happened to him, but yeah. so difficult is he, and so much, like, negativity was being heard during the pre-pre-production of a Star Wars anthology film 
that they took him off of the film immediately. Josh Trank? Yeah. 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 They didn't even have a finished script yet. And already he had already done enough for them to be like, ooh, we can't, this guy's not going to work. He's yeah. not going to fit what we want to do. And that's crazy because at that point, his main interaction should have been like, you guys finished that script yet? Yeah, it should have been like, like that's it. I'm pumped for Star Wars. Let's, yeah, so. let's work to figure this out. Uh, he also famously said on Twitter the week before this film was released that he made a super great cut that would never be seen. I find it impossible that there could be a, a, a cut that would make this movie great. Unless there is literally 40 minutes in a third act that they were just like, we don't need this. He also said that he that he made um, that, 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 that he's, he ambiguously said on Twitter that uh, I think the phrase, he will never work on another movie again, which I think he was referring to the main character, the Reed Richards of this movie, who he notoriously had a feud with, even though he worked his ass off to get him cast. Yes, they almost got in a fist fight one day on set, which I've heard the guy who played Reed Richards is, is somewhat hard to work with on sets, but... He just they, seemed really boring in this movie. Yes, yeah. and they also... Oh. Uh, you expect that attitude from, like, a Johnny Depp or something, like a real bizarre character attitude, not just sort of like a, a ho-hum dude who was in Divergent. <laughs> like, I don't understand, wait, like, why... He was in Divergent? Yeah, he's in, like, Divergent and... Uh, Whiplash. Oh, wow. Whiplash. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, I thought Whiplash was really what brought him into... I didn't, I didn't see Whiplash. Had much but you know, again, if we want to talk about crossovers... Whiplash starring uh, J.K. Simmons. Oh, yeah. Yes. From, As the uh, drum instructor. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> weird last fact I'll toss in before we dive into our usual stuff. Uh, I also discovered just moments before starting that the um, the guy who is playing Ben Grimm that slash the thing in this movie was the voice of Tintin in the recent animated Tintin movie that came out that was very good in my opinion. There was uh, a Tintin movie bizarre. that came out? Yeah, that sort of like CGI, computer graphics. Uh... Now, Tintin's like short books, right? Like, they're not no, comics, they're, right? They're graphic novels. They're graphic novels. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> they're sizable-ish, yeah. and there's a lot we of gotta, them. We gotta do it then, Ben. I own them all. Uh, I read <laughs> them since I was a expert. child. I am a diehard fan. <laughs> I only know the Dan Hip, uh, like, fake Tintin covers. Yeah, those are amazing. Tintin and puts them in other universes. No, Tintin and, like, Bone were my, like, comic foundations. Those were the things I read when I was, like, a, a, a wee, wee boy and got me into comics forever. So. Gotta say, that movie also was actually pretty good. It was the Tintin film? Yeah, the rest, yeah it was fantastic. It was, it I was, was super yeah. Was it Fantastic Four? It was. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare put those things in the same sentence. Uh, um, speaking of which. Let's, let's, yeah, let's get this real quick. But uh, I want to talk about the, the usual thing we talk about is the budget on this thing, because this is relevant, because this thing had a huge fucking budget. Do you know what the budget was? Uh, I did look at it. Yeah, I do. So it's I can't I, I can't guess. Fuck you. I'm terrible at it anyway. It was 150 mil. 120. Oh, yeah. IMDb estimated 150. So Yeah, I guess IMDb is probably including advertising, so theirs is probably a little closer. It's also I... probably not trying that hard. <laughs> I don't know what intern's job it is to fill those out. Well, well also, that's, that's all, thing. like, user content. User oh, yeah, that's a good content. point. Oh. Well, no, uh, IMDb, because they have a pro service that's used in the industry that has, like, the actual gross and stuff. My thought is that they're probably estimating the inclusion of, like, they they don't tell you this. When they make a budget for a film, it doesn't include any advertising. So yeah, if they spend another $100 million on advertising, that's not counted in the budget of the movie. Well, I can tell you with the money... I can tell you where the money didn't go. Uh, two places. Script rewrites and to Mr. Fantastic's effects because they were bad. You didn't like when he became a bad Hispanic man? That was weird. That was, it really was real weird. weird. Really weird. Really weird. Super weird. 
<laughs> that means he. It he also had... looked like he was doing a uh, a Robert De Niro impersonation while he was the Hispanic guy. Did you know? It's like it did seem that way. Yeah, he was doing like a real like like John Wayne kind of like. It like was intense. I mean, I'm sure that's just the way whatever the actor was they got to sure. play that guy. But it was very. I was like, oh, is this guy doing like a Robert De Niro on me? Does someone have to explain that to him on set? He's like, okay, you're gonna play just this one scene, a teenage boy who can stretch his face into an older Latin man. Yeah. You're that man. <laughs> it feels vaguely racist. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I'm oh, gonna well, fire my agent. <laughs> um, but how no. Much did, how much did the movie make, Ben? Uh, 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 I didn't look at that, but I will. Oh. <laughs> Then why don't you guys guess the domestic... Okay. Um, just the U.S. Just U.S. I mean, I know it didn't... I know it didn't do well critically, but that has not stopped a lot of movies from doing well. I mean, AVP did okay, and it was a piece of garbage, uh, as we've discussed. I w- I'm going to go pitch it out. I'm going to say it made uh, about 70, 70, 70 mil. Excuse me. 70,000. 70, Interesting. $70,000. $70. <laughs> um, I think people were a little too jaded about shitty superhero movies at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's going to be a little lower. Not much lower. I'm guessing 50. 50 okay. Mil. 50 million. All right. Well, because we're going, uh, well, it doesn't matter. It was 56 million was the domestic. Ah, Price is Right rules means Chris is on top of it. <laughs> uh, but. You win a car. The, the, the worldwide I gross. I win a Fantastic Four franchise. Oh, no! No, no, no! <laughs> the, the, the worldwide gross was only $167 million. So all in all, this movie was a financial failure. Yeah, tremendously. But it made a profit. Uh, slightly? <laughs> no, you, I mean, honestly, when they factor... They never factor in the fact that they have to pay to change the movie to, like, subtitle it. Mm-hmm. So by the time all that's done, foreign marketing... They didn't make jack shit on it. This movie probably lost no. them, you know, half a or fifty million dollars, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, I think we and killed their franchise it. hopes. Yeah, yeah. Well, which just means reboot in five years, right? Guys, Woo! Up top, up top. Well, hopefully, so, hopefully they'll give it back to Marvel. Let's make a recorded <laughs> documentation of everything they did wrong, and hopefully it will survive the test of time. You know, five years, and uh, we can hopefully inform the screenwriter of the new Fantastic Four movie. Why don't because... they just let us write it? Because, you know why. <laughs> we are not writers? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, bro. We did write a really great webcomic for our, like, six issues. About six issues. We're going to bring that back. We should. Uh, so this is this is a this is a testament to you, writer of the fifth Fantastic Four movie. Oh, uh, there's no way it's just one writer. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all four coked out writers. Oh, they'll probably have something better than coke in five years. This probably feels you know, like Coke, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a, it's a Hollywood classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, this film comes in 77th on our list of comic book movie adaptions. Uh, if I adjust it to 2015's inflation, it's 91st. It comes so. in 14th on my movies I've watched so far for this podcast, of which there that's, are 16. That's not right. Oh, really? Okay, so wait, what are the two that are worse? AVP uh, and Cat- Catwoman? Catwoman and AVP have got to be below these, below this one, I, I think. Or no, maybe Silver Surfer and Catwoman, I think. AVP is worse than this. I would. Ra- I think I would rather watch this, because at least something happens. Yeah, AVP's just got people... Aliens come out of people's chests. At least they did the things that the thing is known yeah, for. Yeah, that's little hard. Bit. We'll, have to, we'll have to rethink <laughs> this. On anyway, so. this will take too long. You're already really thinking about stopping this episode, so let's yes. jump into. Let's get into this it. Movie. Uh, this promising intro. I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, the movie starts with uh, the voice of uh, 
Homer Simpson, I believe. Isn't that Dan Castellano as the? Yes, that is that is the voice of Homer Simpson playing the teacher of playing Reed the and playing ben Reed's Grimm. fifth grade teacher, who later will be judging a science fair, which is for grades what appear to be third through senior in high school. Climbing that public school ladder, dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. Uh, Reed is also writing notes that would be completely worthless because they are literally just lines on top of each other. They are scribbles. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. scribbling like I would do on my like trapper keeper. He's not. But doing like, cool if you blueprints. were like, I already drew something. I'm just gonna draw over it. it. It's. I don't know why they thought that made him look smart. It just made him look like every other kid who doesn't pay attention in the class. It's not like when you walk by, you're like, holy shit, he drew like a two scale model or something. It's. So I don't really understand why the teacher gives a shit whether or not Reed did this project because it's, you know, I'm assuming he's the smartest kid in the entire class, so he probably wouldn't even care. Yeah, it's super strange. And then when he starts talking science, the teacher's like, oh, we don't have time for this. Well, I'm trying to figure out actually what class this is because the project is, what do you want to be for a career? One kid's like, I want to be on the New York Jets. And it's like, okay, is is this science? Is that what's going on here? Yeah. What class no, is this? I, I yeah, it's, it's, just, it's fifth grade. It's fifth grade. That's true. But also, I mean, Reed's answer is scientist, basically. No, yeah. Reed's like, he's not, is saying... not scientist. He says his career is he wants to be the first person to teleport, which that's is not true. a career. So that's like an interdimensional astronaut, basically. Sure. But Had he... he just said scientist, he could have passed that paper the first day. But you think the teacher uh, – this is the wrong thing to focus on. But you think the teacher would like be like, yeah, okay, you're talking about science. Just say scientist so we can go to the next fucking kid. Because what teacher's like, yeah, I want to grade this again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like, I'll let you do it tomorrow. i just be like – who gives a shit? You know what he means. <laughs> he's he's like six. Fuck off, Homer Simpson. So then uh, we Ben Grimm, after hearing the insanity, which is Reed Richards' supposed insanity, uh, we 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 follow him home to his house, which is in a junkyard they own. And uh, I thought there was something interesting in this that I did not know. I I've been a fan of Fantastic Four for years. In, in this version, Ben Grimm is apparently Jewish because when they go into his house, his mom has a uh, a menorah. I was actually going to bring this up. That was I like that. I was really impressed that they actually because he's Jewish in the comics, like it it's always really, has been. I've never noticed that he's They've one of like Marvel universes like few Jewish superheroes. Interesting. Um, and the fact that they actually drop that in very subtly in the background. So uh, subtly. I was so impressed. I don't know if anybody else noticed but me and you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. It's true, but I think we'd all be annoyed if he, like, came out and just started doing, like, like Mazel Tov! Woody Allen impression. Yeah, yeah it would I would really... have much preferred if they just cast Woody Allen. This age. They don't explain why he's stepping <laughs> out. He's this, like, a 75-year-old man. Like, it just made me picture, like, Ben Grimm just spinning a dreidel. These are, yeah. Like a dreidel. These are all, like, the things that Hollywood would do wrong in attempting to do a Jewish character. He's, like, he's, like having, like, some gefilte fish. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's wearing his Basically, yarmulke. anything you can come up with by just Googling Jewish person. <laughs> like, any of the, in, the, in Google images only, yeah. not actually text. Anyway, um, I do appreciate this, too, because this is hardcore, on-the-nose, Ultimates Fantastic Four that we're seeing here. I mean, we're talking garage science project that almost blows a neighborhood up. Ben Grimm and Reed Richards being childhood friends from ages ago. Which and is then, odd, because they don't really seem like they become friends. Yeah, like, they don't... At the end of the scene, it's like the weakest friendship building ever. He has a pocket knife, and Reed needs it, and they're just like, chums forever. I'll admit a little weak, but also I don't think I can give the movie any more time to build characters in the beginning because that's all it does for the next really? hour. I was just, you don't think they had enough time? <laughs> yeah, right. I learned about everybody else in painful detail. 
In fact, the one relationship which seems to be the most important is glossed over. I do learn about uh, Trank's dream to try to film one of the Fast and the Furious movies by including a demo reel of him filming a car chase later. Wow. Did you wow. not feel like, did just seem like it was almost just like he was like, man, one day I'm going to use this to try to get a, a, <laughs> an a directing gig on a Fast and Furious. It did feel like he dropped into it. It had the same lingo of like a Fantastic Four movie. But also, rewinding a bit, um, did anyone else get a little uncomfortable that the, the the classic thing catchphrase came from his older brother beating the yeah. goddamn shit out of him? <laughs> no, like, you know, not for some domestic abuse. Yeah, like his brother is not just like roughhousing with him. He's like grabbing him to like beat him to beat him badly because of his like like teenage rage. And, well, like, then you know what happens instead, though. Like child abuse, because yeah. the mother comes in. Yeah, and she says it's weird that he would associate that into his life and turn it into his catchphrase. You know what I mean? Well, he only uses it once in the movie. He does, right? Yeah, he only, only uses it once. But in that scene, in the sense that he's going to beat up his younger brother. Yeah, it, but do you think he saved it? He was like, you yeah. know, I'm going to like store this rage up, like over this phrase, and I'm going to really unleash it on someone someday. Because look, I have an asshole older brother. He's not an asshole now, but I, him and I did not get along. At one point, he wanted to join the Air Force and learned all the military techniques that one would might learn that could be applied to, you know, bending your brother's arm behind his back <laughs> and all the the other nightmarish things older brothers do. I had wow, it seems that this must have been very painful because I didn't even know you had a brother. I did not. Really? That's insane. I did not have a good time with my brother when I was a child. I could not fathom bring any of that up in my daily life, especially once I became a superhero. But what's yeah. odd is you just brought it up now. So point to, to uh, Trank here. Damn it, Trank! <laughs> Damn it! Did some research, boy. So uh, go ahead. I also have another thing. With, yeah, they're set there. up in the garage. Yeah. How many fucking N64s do you think he had hooked up? Oh my god, I forgot that it was powered by N64s. <laughs> like, well, okay, first off, he he's, like, he's like this nerd, he doesn't have any friends, but dude, if you owned... 50 N64s, you'd be the coolest kid in the dude, neighborhood. Yeah, that's uh, all you do with that, dude. It's like 2000. <laughs> it's 2007, but like, you know, still like, hey, Golden Eyes, you know, like still. It's not that popular still. Did you, what I thought was insane is he gets a, he says he needs a power converter from this junkyard, which I don't know why it has a, like a power converter that's connected to power lines outside of people's homes. It's not like the government, like, you know, that's a city. Who does? Like, works. They keep those. But he gets it from the junkyard. Does he think they threw away a working power converter? Like, he just hooks up some wires to it. He's like, good to go. Let's try teleporting. Good point. It's insane. It's like, that would not work at all. But still, I do like this opening sequence. I think it really built me up to think we were going in for some cool-ass shit. And when they rolled up to the, the Baxter building, I was like, all right, here we go. There's, like, going to be cool shit there. They're going to see cool shit. There's going to be people doing science stuff. They're going to meet people. They're going to have, like, some dynamic. And then we're going to get into this Fantastic Four. And I am incorrect. Because we no. see people in lab coats for, like, a minute. Ben just leaves for, like, the whole first half of the movie. That must have been ben, frustrating. Ben, yeah. like, appears as the actor who plays Ben for maybe, like, the 10 to 15 minute long scene at the... I mean, that scene is not even that long. Probably 10 minute scene where he's at the... The science fair, and then he drops it off, and then he is gone for thirty minutes. Yeah, it is insane that one of and possibly like the most important member of the Fantastic Four, in the sense that like he's the driving force behind Reed's guilt, is you know is Ben Grimm completely just 
brought into the project at the end as like an afterthought. And we'll get into that more, but let's go to the science fair real quick. Uh, what the fuck was like this Abbott and Costello bit of like, did you bring the toy car? I thought you brought the toy car. I brought everything else. Like, what was the purpose of that? <laughs> Just extended a scene which did not need to even be there to begin with. What is the purpose of this movie, Pogues? Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. Most of these scenes don't. I wish I knew, bro. Carry a lot of relevance to forwarding a plot, to linking to the comic. They they just sort of these like empty scenes in space. <laughs> But no, I know what you mean. It, it, there's no reason for it. And then, but again, I, I did enjoy these scenes, and it kind of bummed me out because I was like, "Oh, this is." I'm actually like, when I first started to watch this movie, when I, I saw it when it came out, I was like, "This movie doesn't seem as bad as everybody's saying it is." Like, this is kind of interesting. And then they hit the the Baxter Building, which is to me when I'm like, "Oh, that's when the movie just stops being entertaining." Yeah, because the Baxter Building should be this like torrent of swirling energy and interesting dynamics at play. I mean, you have a chance to here to make cool like subtle references to other heroes getting their powers you know yeah. other you the, shit you someone could mention any reference stark or something just, i don't know you got so much yeah i mean obviously they can't reference any of the other Marvel right properties. oh yeah that's a true point but they um, could re- they could reference the x-men they own they own that they do something but um, and but they don't like show classes about anything or interactions with other students it's there's just never like hey, here's this other amazing experiment they're working on. Yeah, right? This can't be their only experiment. Well, right. what's, what's bizarre is there's like, uh, just to touch on the Ben Grimm thing real quick, when they're setting up to building this thing, why didn't they just have it be that, like, Reed's like, you know, we need somebody here who knows how to weld. I know a guy. And then they bring Ben in, and he stays there, and then he he knows the group. Like, he is so pointless to the movie. He's yeah. just like a, a third-tier character just tossed in for no reason, and it's really just sort of annoying. Yeah, but, well, well okay. none of the characters feel at any point all together as a team. At no point does the Fantastic no, Four feel like no. a team, except till maybe the last five minutes. Because there's then no, it's rough. There's so many sequences where not all characters are accounted for. And here, for the first half, Ben is gone. Then after the powers show up, uh, 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 Sue is gone. Like, there's a lot of sequences of all the characters, like like, you know torch like on fire and like all this shit they don't talk about a suit at all she just resurfaces like 20 i, I was gonna later. say if you want to talk about uh i actually was listening back today to our fantastic four episode the first the yeah the whatever the album one the 2000 something one and you were talking about how pointless sue storm is in that i think she's even more pointless in this which is saying something because and, they like go out of their way to make her worthless as a character yeah, and Kate Mara does not bring it. She does uh, not bring Well, a... after I read the article, you know, I know a lot of people were like, this acting's really bad. You know, she's such a great actress. After, I read an article where they said that, like, I guess the Trank guy was just a prick from day one of filming to her. He didn't yeah. like her. He didn't think that they should have cast her. And he did not just be like, well, I got to deal with it. He let her know constantly that he did not like her and he did not want her in the movie. And it so carries. I think, yeah, and it I carries I think, right through. Yeah, Every exactly. scene, she's, like, phoning it in. She's, like, just, like, there's no emotion on her face. She's just stone-faced, delivering dry lines. She just wants to, to clock out at, at the minute she starts speaking in every scene. And I love her in, like, uh, uh, Shooter. House of Cards, specifically. Shooter. I, I get what you're going after there. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Uh, no, but, yeah, I, I think she's a great actress. And it is clear watching this, knowing her as being in, like, other things where she's very good, you're like, ooh, she does not want to be here. 
And she is just like, well, fuck you guys. You didn't say I had to act good in this movie. That's not part of my contract. The scene where she sits that she's at the library, which is also insane that this like institute that has created all these like super one, it's insane that Reed doesn't know who they are when they walk up. Like Reed's like one of the smartest people alive. He's never heard of this institute, which is full of the other smartest people alive. It's but confusing. then, but then he's in like what is essentially like a high school library, and one of the books he gets out of it is Two Thousand Leagues Under the Sea." Like, why would that be in that building? I mean, it's a library, you know. I get, but what could? It's like a research center. What could possibly? And then he's like, "This is my favorite book. It's about a guy." As if like. She, you think she doesn't know what 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea is? That, and, like, you're Reed Richards, and you're talking to another fellow scientist. You'd think his go-to would be something A little better than, than a book that has, like, something, no scientific some, some, Something awkwardly genius-y, you know? That's his character. Yeah. But again, this movie does the same thing uh, all the characters do, all these movies do, is they don't get Reed and Victor. See, I actually, I don't think the 2000 Leagues Under the Sea is a problem. Because, I mean, it's about a dreamer, explorer, and scientist. Yes, but here's the problem in this scene. Uh, she's talking about, one, how she's listening to Porter's Head, which just annoyed me. Because uh, I was just like, oh, they were just like, what's what's a hip band we can pick? But she goes on to say that she I knows. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was, like, I was like, that's what you guys came up with? You were trying to make her seem cool and you came up with Porter's Head? But uh, – she says she knows all about patterns, and she's like, I know about you, and you want to be famous, and blah, blah, blah. And Reed's like, no, I, I don't want to be famous. I just want my work to matter. And then for the rest of the movie, all he like his buildup to why they go to the portal is also he can be famous. The movie forgets the character they just created, and they change him into a guy who only cares about being famous. See, it is I insanity. Just, I think that's actually not true. I think that's Victor's influence on no. him. Victor's the one who wants to be famous. Victor's the one who's like, do you know who built, you know, yeah, the Apollo they, Project? Yeah, you know who says, that'll be me, and, and Doom's like, that'll be me, and Reed's like, well, let's go. Why don't we go first? We can do it. And then Doom's like, really? Like, Doom isn't the one who's like, we should go. He's not the instigating force. He's actually surprised when Reed suggested. He's like, you, seriously? Like, it, it makes no sense. Doom should have been the one who, who kept pushing Reed to go. And Reed Agreed. went, and then Reed should have felt guilty because he got drunk. I mean, it's just asinine, too. I, I hate this in movies. These people are geniuses. And when he's like, we need to get NASA in here, they're like, no, we should go. Four fucking 20, under 20-something-year-olds 20 should be sent to another dimension with zero training. Yeah. And they're the smartest people alive, and they're like, obviously we would be the best people to send over. And it's like, no, you wouldn't be. There's Although a I reason Neil Armstrong went to space. He was a goddamn astronaut. You can't just shoot anybody you want up into space. I do see what Chris is saying, though. Um, in that scene where Doom is, is is getting all high and mighty about, you know, no one remembers the engineers, they remember the astronauts. Um, e even though you're right that, that, that Reed makes it clear that he's about the science and not about the fame, I think he's just kind of riding that wave because it means a chance for him to actually reach his dream, like reach what he's been like like trying but, to get to since he was a kid. This but see, though, that's, in a way, that's not it. Because he says in this scene, his dream is, I don't want to be famous. I want my work to have made a difference. If that is the character he is supposed to be, he would not for a second be like, I need to be the first one over there. All he would care about is that the work changed the world. Yeah. If that's the character they're trying to create is a hero. 
and instead also, also a teenager. <laughs> yeah, but a I drunk mean, teenager to be specific. Which also that flask is so tiny. So tiny. They got drunk off like the tiniest fucking flask between three people. And I imagine Reed could get drunk off that. But yeah. I mean, you know, Victor is just like and and Johnny. <laughs> yeah, and Victor and Johnny can hold their fucking booze. Yeah. And by the way. Let's talk about fucking Victor because we have not brought him up yet fully. Let's let's talk about his introduction, which is oh my god. This was yeah. a scene that I feel like Ben had to have noticed this because he he mentioned it uh, in Punisher. There was a similar scene. Did you look at what uh, Doctor Doom is doing when uh, Doctor Storm comes to visit him? Oh shit, he's on his computer. I don't know what he's doing though. I he is it. sitting Sorry, at his yeah. computer wearing what appeared to be like a jank version of Google Glass. Yeah, he has like a Google Glass. He's got his uh, techno he's, monocle. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got like his hands. He's just resting his arms, and on a screen is straight up somebody playing a video game. But it is not him because he's not holding a controller and he's not moving his hands. He is just watching someone play what appeared to be Grand Theft Auto. Oh. Whole games too, like and then, like, like the other screens just play. yeah, and then other screens just have random shit. I'm like, why couldn't the screen have been something sciency? Also, why would they have to be playing fucking video games? Also, yeah, <laughs> just, I mean, that seems so yeah, out of character for I mean. that character. Like, yeah, he seems like he'd be like kind of that elitist guy who's like, oh, video games those are for children. Yeah, I'm like, building something. Yeah. I'm building a new world. Like, it makes like I'm playing yeah. GTA. I'm a blow hooker. <laughs> yeah, it is absurd. <laughs> Uh, well, is that what everybody all do? Window into Ben's uh, mind. Is that not what we all do to unwind after work? No. no. <laughs> oh, good, boo boy. No. Um, but also, Victor is kind of a mess in this movie. He comes off as this like anti-establishment, like political, like vaguely political, but not really because he doesn't have any stances. He's just sort of mad at everybody. He's just mad at the man. Yeah, mad at the man, which almost sort of works because he's young-ish. So he's like, yeah, you kind of expect that from like someone who's just like not, you know, aware of the world yet. But he's also supposed to be kind of a genius. So you expect him to at least be this like was... full of Go more ahead. knowledge, you know. This was also the thing that drove me insane. Is in this movie they're like, this alternate dimension is going to solve all of this world's problems. I'm like, you have people who were smart enough to build a, de- a device that can travel to another dimension. You didn't think to grab one of them and be like, hey, could you come up with a clean energy source? That would probably solve a lot of the problems for a while. Like, why aren't they working on anything practical? I, yeah, I don't know. And there, there is no end game for this other dimension. They're like, a whole new planet of resources. That's not really helpful, though. It's it's clearly, I, like, primordial, as Sue says. What are you going to do with it? It's just rocks at that point. I do have to say, I mean, like, if you want to talk about, like, NASA and the space race, which, which obviously this is an analogy for, it wasn't the getting to the moon, because we didn't get anything out of going to the moon, but we got a lot of things out of the technology we developed to get to the moon. That's a fair point. Yeah. But I, no, I mean, we went to the moon to beat the Russians. That's why we went to the moon. Fuck you, Russians! Realize, well, they didn't realize that we were racing into the moon, though, so it was kind of an easy victory. They were like, well, we already got the space. Don't yell at really the Russians. Give a shit anymore. The scariest white people. <laughs> um, to Chris. Chris Doom. What did you think of Doom? Um, so I guess, first off, I should say, my name, nothing to do with the no, I, I, I understand. Um, but, God, I love the character in the comics. Yeah, you're a big Doctor Doom say, fan. I'm a so. big Doctor Doom fan. Yeah. Um, I, uh, But, God, like, how he was portrayed in this movie. And, and I mean, like, there's the, the pettiness and a little bit of the, the vanity. Because, I mean, it was like, it was like, this is my project. Like, I need to control it. That was cool. But, like, uh, he was just, he didn't bring anything to the table. Right. It was a project that he failed at, and Reed Richards is better than him. Yeah. And, I mean, I get that's kind of like a story in the comics. Reed Richards always 
just a little bit smarter than Doctor Doom. But, like, he literally just, like, he was like, well, shit, I got kicked off my project. Again, I'm just going to retreat into my, like, fucking hole of an apartment and just forget the world. That's not the Doctor Doom I know and love. Right. That Doctor Doom is like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to go invent time travel, and then I'm going to go steal Blackbeard's treasure, because, you know what? That's what I'm all about. <laughs> well, did you think it was, like, insane, too, that he's, like, living in, like, an abandoned warehouse slash apartment? Like, why couldn't he just live in an apartment? Why did he have to live out in the middle of, like, the docks? I, d- I will say, this is wildly not off topic but not as deep of an analysis as what your guys are bringing to the table about this but i did appreciate that he looked not like another white dude he looked a little bit eastern european mm-hmm. which i liked yeah like right especially right away when his hair was kind of crazy i mean he looked like he you know came from whatever fictional country they've invented for him yeah. i was like oh well, good because usually he actually said he was latverian yeah and they do and, yeah. and and usually they just get they just choose a guy who basically like like in the 2004 one they just pick someone who looked almost exactly like reed richards with a pointier nose and was like come on buddy you're dr doom don't have an accent or anything now <laughs> like, speaking don't... of the other ones ben real quick yeah. who was the best dr doom out of these uh these three showings of a dr okay. doom so that's tough best to the uh comic book character is the corman one because they used the proper costume the proper outfit uh, he had Doom Troops, he had gadgets, and he had, you know, mechanized, like, items that made him Doom. I think he also just had the right attitude. He, and he had, like, a very, like, da- like I'm gonna run everything kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to probably give it to the Corman one, because they didn't do a lot of interpretation with it. The other two keep making the mistake, where they're like, let's lose the gadgets, the suit, the mythos, the magic... And the like face. The, the castles. The, the, the face. Iconic, the iconic. Let's just cover him in metal paint and have him shoot lightning. Or in this one, I guess just... Psychic bullets. Be a, yeah, brain be, a, be a god, but not in like a fun, cool way. Yeah. Just in like a, I don't have clear limits to my powers kind of way. Yeah, and like, I mean, it's just like, well, we don't have time to define what he is because we have ten minutes left in the movie. Yeah. So just mind it, bullets? It also yeah. telepathy. Why doesn't he use the mind bolts to kill the Fantastic Four at the end? He's clearly trying to kill them. Yeah. Instead, he yeah. tries to cover them in rocks. Or yeah, is he, he just did... like, oh, yeah, mind bullet. I mean, he melts a guy with his, like, eyes yeah. at some point. And then, like, yeah, blows people's heads off and blows walls open. And then at the end, apparently forms a rock laser out of his rocks? I don't... Mm. Yeah, he has, like, unlimited power. He's, like, Superman-level powerful. And he uh, he just, like, shrugs it off. Like, when it matters, when he really needs to be using it yeah, against other superpowered people, he's like, right. nah, we good. Like, no, I'm just going to crush I'm just going to cover you in rocks. Slowly crush just, you. Just stay down. Yeah. Just stay down. <laughs> yeah, it, it's insane. The whole, that whole thing, again, every one of these movies, like you said, Corman gets the closest, but they all just fail at an execution of Doctor Doom in an insane way. And, and, and Rise of the Silver Surfer maybe does the most egregious thing in that they bring back Doom because they didn't have anything else to do. And they're like, uh, I don't know, just bring Doom back. And then they just remove the Doom part. They go, you're fine now. You're just that actor that no one knows. Yeah, from that TV show that was not very good. We don't know why people loved it. So there's like, yeah, we're going to lose the cloak. Uh, we're going to lose the mask. We're going to lose yeah. <laughs> your outfit. Until maybe towards the end when you fly on a silver board. But I mean, what what do we really want from Dr. Doom? Let's, let's, let's get into That's that. That's a good point. Like, I mean, if like, he, I'll tell you what I want. I want Doom to fuck up something and for it to be his fault and him to blame Reed. Then yeah, I want Reed. him to spend the rest of his life in his like a, his egomaniacal attempt to become what he perceives as a god and 
in some types of the comics, he actually achieves it, but that he spends the rest of his time like, I want to destroy Reed for what he did to me. He ruined my life. I will ruin his. And on a side note, I'm totally going to try to build like a weapon that'll let me take over the world. But I want him to just be like the the sort of the the green le- or the green goblin. Like I want him to just right. be like, I need to destroy the Fantastic Four first, and I need to be in this motherfucking suit. I will accept a concession to to you, in, in, in imaginary scream editors. Although it's cool that Doctor Doom employs a lot of magic in his origin story, I get if you want to omit that for a movie. I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine if you really think... tough to write magic exists in your script and then just try to roll with yeah. it. I get that. It's, it's fine. It's, yeah, <laughs> like it's... if you don't want to make the machine he's building that blows up uh, a machine that would allow him to communicate with his mother in hell, I'm fine <laughs> with that. We can gloss over that, guys. That does not need to be brought up. But but give him like make him a genius is my problem, mm-hmm. which is what none of these movies do, including the Roger Corman one. He's not a genius. He doesn't build anything amazing. He's given some sort of laser power that makes him shoot lightning or hover or or, or blow stuff up with his mind. But nothing is ever his creation. Yeah. He never creates gadgets. He never gets to be that anti Batman character where he's building his powers out of nothing. Mm-hmm. He just sort of like is given some sort of weird metal fucking suit and then just can just walk around do what he wants yeah and like i mean here's the thing reed richards has never built a fucking time machine right dr doom first appearance <laughs> fucking time machine again i'm just going back like yeah and i, I mean like his use for the time machine eh, questionable. questionable at best <laughs> but um <laughs> that's a really weird choice um then also after that he like he has like the the fucking prime mover which like reconstructs reality at his will. Right. Like, there's, like... And then, you know, I mean, like... Ah. Obviously, hard shit to put into a movie, but what you can put into a movie is a smart genius who can outwit people. But what they do instead is he punches everything. Or In his first he's appearance... Just, he's just the evil version of the Fantastic Four. He gets powers, right. which he shouldn't have, and then... And he just... Because blow it, stuff up with them. It never yeah. makes him the Fantastic Four's equal in these movies. They always defeat him just as quickly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if he has powers or not. He still gets usually just, in all three movies, beat by being punched. Yeah, and it's the kind of shit, like, when you know when you watch, like, a like a heist movie or something, or something where, like, the, the movie is playing a trick on you because the characters are so smart, they're, like, coming up with a plan that you, you can't put together until it all comes together. Mm-hmm. That's the moment you want from Doom. Yeah. You want him to have orchestrated like a like like a bond villain have yeah, orchestrated like a clever this, machination yeah you, you need that from doom and he never has it he gets powers and then he just literally saunters around the rest of the like the like the 10 percent of the end of the movie just shooting lightning or mind bullets and yeah. then you're just like cool oh, well and this thing is yeah is there's never a confusion on your part of like what is his plan because his plan he doesn't actually have a plan right in any of the movies no this never. Just he all has a, a plan just, it's just mad destroy earth instead of just the machine that Travels to his planet. I mean, I feel like he didn't need to destroy Earth. He's a god on the other planet. Okay, so thank you, you for bringing that up. <laughs> really, because no reason to antagonize anybody. Just be like, I, done. I know that you, listener, have not watched this movie, so I'll be clear. Doom somehow is... Well, not somehow. Doom is left behind on the first teleportation trip to this other dimension because of an accident. He seems to die because he falls into this energy goo that they just touched, by the way. They just fucking touched it. They went full Prometheus <laughs> Yeah, they, they just put their they hands just, in like, it. They just took off their helm. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah, assuming I mean, everyone yeah, has seen Prometheus. Just yeah, take off your like, helmet, touch that touch penis weird shit. Yeah. yeah, just like, let's get real deep into this. 
It really I mean, it did feel like every alien, like the first one where the guy's like, hey, yeah. this egg's opening up. Let me put my face over it. I'm like, why would anybody put their face over something that just opened up? And it looks like radiation. Like, just from, like, yeah. a, a non-scientist point of view, it looks... They didn't, like... Do, like they weren't trying to take readings <laughs> off of it. They were just they like, just let it. me just put it in my hand. Which basically means that they're just still drunk. <laughs> yeah. Which means that there's that important moment in these comics where something has goes wrong that causes the incident that makes them the Fantastic Four. Reed is apologetic, even though he doesn't believe it's his fault. And Doom is accusatory, and he also doesn't believe it's his fault. That's the dynamic. So yeah. You would get to invent that pin, that, that one... Like, item that fails. And you get to invent what that is and how they both blame each other. In this movie, it's they got too drunk. <laughs> In this movie, it's 100% top to bottom all of their faults. Every one of them is an idiot. They're like, we're going to go first and lay the flag down, and then we're going to leave. Yeah. And then he's and like, then... hey, look, there's some radiation in the distance. Let's scale a mountain. You guys are high school students. You wouldn't know how to fucking climb down a mountain. Like, I mean, also just like, Reed Richards is not in good enough shape no. to climb back up that mountain. No. Like, if, yeah, if Johnny exactly. went down there, if if Doom, you know, I can accept that Doom, you know, might be in a little better shape. Yeah, like, he's, he's pretty built. His Doom's actually older. Like, yeah. he's supposed to be in his, like, 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Richards, Richards is, he is, he, he is not in mountain climbing shape. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and that's the thing where it's like, they build up that they're like, these people are geniuses. No fucking genius is like, let me dip my hand in some mystery goo. Let me climb down a mountain when I'm not supposed to be here, and there's no support staff to bring us back if something goes wrong. Yeah, I just wrote, this is bad science. Yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah, my entire terrible. summation of that scene. But, so, following this, an accident well, happens. Uh, well, before uh, we get into that real quick, do you want to talk yeah. about this this uh, this movie's Johnny Storm and his introduction? Oh, his fa we talked about his Fast and the Furious introduction. Yes, he's introduced uh, driving, which I thought this was bizarre. They make a point of referencing that it's a Toyota, and then at one point while he's driving, his car just explodes. I thought that was odd that Toyota let them use their name. Yeah. To be like, what happens? He's like, he just goes too fast and it explodes. Yeah, he, he, he drives the car too aggressively and it catches fire and, and, and explodes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Can you make sure the logo is seen when, when they're yeah. panning away from the fiery wreck? And, and that crash <laughs> is actually kind of horrific. Yeah. Like where he slams into the stop sign. Yeah. And, like, and then like in the shot after that, there's like, Clearly, like, shards of glass went into his face. Like, yeah. he's got, like, all these, like, cuts, like, after he's been discharged from the hospital, like. And I guess he's good at building shit. But they also reference an IQ that is not ever, like, built upon later yeah, on. Yeah, they never really explain, is he super smart? And then I also found that there's a scene, like, when they introduce him and they're showing that he doesn't like Doom and how him and, him and Reed are going to become friends is Reed's like, I need help. Do you know how to weld? Why the fuck are these people welding? They're the... <laughs> The people who built, like, the, the background of this machine, welding, I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, that's a union job. Just get a guy in there with a welding torch. You don't need kids to be welding. That's not a, like, you don't need a science degree to be a welder. I thought that was so insane. I'm like, no wonder you fuckers can't get this thing built. You're doing everything. Uh, so, but also jumping back to the origin story of them, you know, coming back from that interdimensional portal. Which, by the way, uh, a plot concept I liked, this whole interdimensional Oh, really? So Did you also like that they were like, man, how should uh, Sue get her powers? That is I guess film. she just comes down and happens to notice they're gone, and then the thing explodes when they come back, and somehow that gives her powers. But nobody else in the area. Even yeah. though we see the shockwave that comes out covers like a, three blocks in New York City. Nobody else yeah. gets superpowers, just her. 
No, I'm talking about the broader concept of, like, instead of going into space and getting gamma rays, like, inventing a teleport device. That's not like a good evolution of that idea. Yeah. And, and I think I that's think how the Ultimate says it, too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Ultimate Fantastic Four is also a teleportation uh, device. They handle it better. Right. Which is, Victor changes the calculation. It yeah. teleports the five of them instead of what was supposed to be teleported. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, that, that's right. I do remember that a lot. That yeah, is a better see, What I don't like about this is, in this version, the planet gives them their specific powers. It chooses right, them stuff to hits give... them? Yeah, it right. covers what's-his-name in rock, so he becomes the just thing. Just Roger is shooting into his capsule, and it looks like the most ridiculous thing ever. It's, it's a like... lot of rocks! <laughs> it's, it's a shitload of rocks! He's like, he's like, guys, guys, I can't close <laughs> the door! door. I can't close the door! And then all rocks! Like, just like, it's like someone took a leaf blower of rocks and just like, he was like, hey! Yeah, it's like that, you know those like old game show thing where they put you in a booth and then fill it with money, yeah. and yeah, the money would be like... <laughs> yeah, it looked like that, but with stone. <laughs> Um, Which is a shitty game show. But then, and then Johnny's <laughs> much more horrifying. It's just the glass blows in his face and then fire. Like, <laughs> yeah, his oxygen tank like ignites the air or something. But Reed doesn't seem to get anything. It's only when he's yeah. out and he's trying to like crawl away... That his leg stretches, yeah. which seems less like an element that causes him to have his powers, and more like him discovering that he can stretch. Yeah. And so I mean, like, what causes that, or just, Sue's for that matter? Yeah, and like it's like for Sue, like um, both of them don't like make as much sense as Johnny and the things. But at the same time, like it doesn't seem like um, Reed or Sue need their containment. Actually, I guess they all need their containment suit, don't they? Like she can't uh, stay visible without the suit. That's really yeah. that's something that they don't really explain. It's implied that the suit is keeping them from activating their powers, but then. Later, it seems like the suit has nothing to do with it because Reed's just yeah. basically tied him. But that's – I didn't like that either because it seems like their powers are uncontrollable. But then if they are wearing a suit that turns their powers off, wouldn't they have to have masks and stuff too? Like wouldn't yeah. when, wouldn't when and, Johnny stops being on fire, wouldn't his face still be on fire because it's not covered by the suit? And yeah. do, they, do they never bathe? Well, yeah. I, I, also another question, which I, you know, I hate to be the one to bring this up. Uh, ben Grimm in this movie, Buck Naked as the thing. Yes, he is. Oh yeah, no uh, shorts on the entire time. Yeah, no, what happened to his dick? Mm. Like, well, to be does fair, not need to eat it. He anymore? was just covered in rocks. They just landed on him, and then he. Oh, and then came like perfectly formed around his face because he's got a yeah. nose and a mouth and ears. Kind of. And yeah. he has these really. I did not like his eyes. They creep me the fuck out. <laughs> like their attempt to make them like the, the ever loving blue eyed thing. They're so creepy. They look like Cupid doll eyes or something. It just weirded me out every time they showed him. This yeah. is a good point. What do you guys think of this version of the thing? Cannot stand this version of the thing. His voice is so, like, meek. The just voice like, killed me the entire time. I think it's like, visually it's oh, the best free, don't leave, worry. It's like, that's what you gave me? <laughs> I did like the look. Um, it was alright. I could have gone without the, you know, the questions of what happened to his junk. Like, did somebody ask that? I did, right now. Oh, <laughs> Because I gotta say, I, I appreciate this movie didn't talk about superhero dicks because, man, the, the rise of Silver Surfer would not stop talking about it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it's definitely so fucking dark. Holy shit, it's a dark version of the Fantastic Four, which isn't traditionally a dark story. I, no, would say it's it's a, I would not say it's a dark version. I would say it's an attempt to make a dark version, but instead a really boring version. Well, it's dark in two ways. It's dark, like, literally. These scenes Visually, are lit yeah. by, like, a cell phone. Every scene. It's annoying. Every indoor scene is got one light bulb. Every outdoor scene at night. It's it, the planet they go to is fucking at night. It's exhausting. Yeah, it is a All very the time dark, it's dark. 
but I and mean, their costumes are solid black, jet black. Mm-hmm. The facilities walls are jet black. I mean, what, what doesn't work is they try to build up this thing, which this is like this whole subplot where it's like the government's like, you're going to do our bidding. It's like, OK, but what's your end game if they're like, no, we're not because they have the superpowers. You guys have nothing. Like, right. it makes no sense that they'd be like, yeah, we'll do what you say. Like, after like six months, wouldn't the thing be like, OK, you are clearly not going to fix me. You're and doing they f- nothing to try to help me. Yeah. And they fight to get like Reed back as if Reed's going to cure them. Who is looking to cure them? It seems the government's certainly digging the shit out of having yeah. the thing around. Well, no, they, tanks. they need Reed back because they can't finish the machine, which is also right. insane because it's like, you build it one other time, what happened to all the blueprints? <laughs> yeah, it didn't explode, I mean, did Victor it? didn't it did, burn the but... servers down again. I guess it did explode, yeah. It did but still, I'm sure they had the, you know, the plans. Yeah. Maybe not, since they welded everything. Maybe they did just do. So, I have a question. Imagine that you came to this movie not knowing anything about the Fantastic Four, right? You're going to leave not knowing anything. <laughs> Very much true. But that scene when they're out of the teleporter and they come back, Johnny is just on fire. He's a he's a flaming corpse. Like, were they... Like, that was actually... That shot was amazing. I loved that I thought shot that was intense. Like... I was like, oh, shit. Because Reed is just going to be like, oh, my God, he's just burning to death. Like, he's yeah, just I mean, a burning that's what corpse. what it looked like. Yeah. It looked like he was just, like, a, burned a like, corpse. charred corpse. Which for me, I'm like, yeah, I know what's going on. But like, like if you just like wandered in and don't know anything about comics, you're like, oh my god, they keep pivoting over the camera to this burning man. Yeah, it's and, really upsetting. And the director was like, I wanted this to be a body horror film. I, I mean, he said that. Yeah, it certainly worked with that. Um, and he kind of tried it, Except but for it didn't Sue. really, yeah, work work super well. Sue is fine. Like, well, actually, real quick, I want to go back. Oh yeah, before they went to. Planet Zero, Planet which Zero. just call it the fucking negative zone. Yeah, come on. Please. Come on. Please. Please. It's yeah, already I, got a cool name. I don't get why they were like, no, that name sounds stupid. Planet Zero. Is that sounded better to somebody in like a test screening Nailed than it. negative zone? Yeah. Um, so they sent over a chimp. That was their first like live subject where they were just like, we want to send over our first animal. Like, no, no lab mice? Like, nothing like that? Well, just, that that's just fine. They send over a chimp. chimp. But what's insane is but they're like... it was like, like a child chip. It was like a baby chip. I didn't get it. They didn't it. even send over, like, an adult chip. They just sent over, like, a... Like, well, we, sent do- like we sent dogs into space, so... Yeah, that's different. That's a dog. Let me tell you what they didn't do, Ben, when they sent dogs into space. What's they that? They sent dogs into space. Then they sent monkeys. Yep. Then they sent a person into low orbit to orbit the Earth. Then they started sending them out to space. They weren't like, send one monkey. Did he, is he still alive? Yeah. All right, let's send some people. All right, let's they, grab, they go to people. Let's round up some astronauts. <laughs> also, they don't I'm bring like, back those dogs the from doors. space. Yeah, I know. They don't bring those guys back. Yeah, oh, true. Laika? Isn't that the famous one? Yeah, Laika is uh, the the Russian uh, cosmodog. So proud of you, Laika. Which is... You're, uh, you're a good dog. <laughs> another great graphic novel. Well, Maybe they'll make it into a movie. She is in... Uh, she's in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's the dog in the spacesuit. Yes. Yes, she is. Uh, oh yeah, that's, that's a right. little tip. She a actually she actually runs reference. nowhere in the uh, comics. She can talk. I love it. Love also, it. Also, I've got to say, so the guy, the government agent, yeah, who was like super, their liaison, super whatever. I cannot see him and not think about his character in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt the entire time. Oh yeah, he's he's Kimmy Schmidt's like. You know, doofus stepdad who was like the lead investigator and yeah. couldn't find her. It was like, oh, I dropped my gun again. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like, are you talking about the guy from Old Brother? We're out though. 
Yes. Oh, yeah, that guy. I yeah, remember yeah. him from that. Not bro- Interesting. He's also a Marvel movie connection. He was oh. the leader in The Incredible Hulk. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't remember that at all. That's because nobody saw The Incredible Hulk. Um, <laughs> while we're talking about casting, and something I just noticed, uh, Tim Heidecker is in this? He, he's, he's listed as Mr. Richards. He's, is, he, hmm. is, is he Reed's dad? Oh, there was a stepdad. Step Did I miss that? Like entire he, fucking Tim was in this. Who is that though? Like I, I'm not familiar with the uh, like, uh, the actor. Uh, uh, like from the um, oh, what is he? What has he been in? Uh, uh, Tim and Eric. Oh, oh, sorry, oh, Tim and Eric. Oh, yeah. wow, that, yeah, yeah, that, that Tim. That Tim. I did not notice that either. They didn't so... really give him too much face time. There was like no, oh, he's like, just like mad like... at the TV. Yeah, but I did not recognize. Him. I did not either. Also, if you if you did watch this movie, or if you didn't, I, I don't fucking care. Go, go fuck yourself. Um, uh, <laughs> Ben's brother, who we mentioned earlier, giving him the catchphrase that he strangely uh, uh, adapts from abuse to catchphrase, uh, is Col- is uh, uh, not Colin. Uh, uh, the other the other uh, Hank's son is Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks, also a rapper. <laughs> I Google him. It's he, great. Okay, so he does not look like a Hanks. Nope, doesn't look because, like a Hanks. Because, I mean, like, Colin Hanks looks a little bit like Tom Hanks. Yeah, definitely like a kind of like... Does if, he? If you're, yeah, I think he looks like a caricature of a younger Tom Hanks. Yeah, like, like he's got, like, that round baby face. Yeah, but round, like, yeah, yeah. But, like, I can see, like, that they could be family. This other guy... Nope, Chet does not, not fit. Yeah. Chet, Chet, Chet falls under that... Uh, unfortunate array of disappointing Hollywood sons. Uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis's son, also a white guy who thinks he's a rapper with a lot of tattoos, is a disaster <laughs> and, and such a waste. Are you sure that's not just the character role he's checking nope. right now? Nope, just a really yeah, disappointing sure son. Daniel Day Lewis doing like the yeah. best research a person's ever done for a role. Anyway, I, I just noticed here in my notes that I noticed an astonishment. That around the point that we've kind of been dancing around, when Reed has run off, mm-hmm. and the Grim the, the Grim is doing contract work for the government, which is what a riveting plot point. Uh, uh, and an interesting plot point, but what is basically just background, like, hey, he yeah. killed a lot of people. He's doing great. Yeah, that and 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 I guess Johnny and and Sue get the easy route of just being able to like train all day. Uh, anyway, around that time, I wrote. There's only a half hour left, question mark? <laughs> it is insane. Be- At, like, 50 minutes, I believe, is when they finally get their powers. Yeah. And this movie minutes, is an hour and 40 yeah. minutes long. It's 50 minutes of the powers, but that's not necessarily the origin of the Fantastic Four. No, Them as a no, unit no is their origin. This movie doesn't have an origin. It right. has an origin that never ends. Yeah. In they fact, technically become they, the Fantastic Four at the end of the movie. But before they actually say what it is, they decide to cut the film off. Yeah, no. true. So but that makes like, this origin story is gonna last forever. That thank you to our podcast name. This one, this movie may have the longest origin story yet. The full length of the fucking film. Yes, and the worst. The reason why we named this podcast because you know how many times do you need to see a Spider-Man origin story. How many times do we need to see the Batman origin story? This movie is the epitome of why comic book movies do not need huge origin stories. Because they do not work when you make them this big. Yeah. Um, no, and it was it was rough. And again, like I literally I watched this this morning. I woke up early to watch it before. I'm work. so sorry. I'm and so sorry. I was looking down. He's like, I was like, oh shit, I have to leave soon. Like they haven't become the Fantastic Four yet. What's going on? I was like, oh, I, I gotta, I, I gotta, gotta go in. And then I was like, 
And then, like, ten minutes later, the movie ended. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that was it, huh? Yeah, I guess I guess that's, that's, that's all she wrote. And speaking of time frame, this is like, like, at some point, you look at the clock, you realize that you're 70 minutes into this movie. The Fantastic Four aren't talking to each other. Ben and once once Ben becomes the thing, he has a minimal amount of lines with Reed, and almost I want to say zero lines with Sue. He doesn't talk. He, he doesn't to talk Sue. to any of the other members of the Fantastic Four until they regroup. Right, and yeah. then the most important dynamic, which I think is uh, the thing and Johnny and Johnny, never happens. Never. There's just at the one very line, end, all of a sudden he that becomes one line. Yeah. I mean the the other movies the 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 shitty ones with, with with Chris Evans and stuff those those movies can't shut up with those two characters. Uh, I almost miss it. Like yeah, it's, it's not it's, there. It's insane that like in the last like two minutes of the movie, uh, Storm just becomes a dick. Like he's just yeah. like and the thing nobody wanted. It's like wow, up until this point you have been nothing but a nice individual. Why all of a sudden do you two have an antagonistic relationship? Oh, that's right, because you only have met in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. You guys, have, you guys of, never speak to each other for the rest of the movie. They have no relationships. There's also an establishment about Sue and Reed, of course, mm-hmm. but that that's not built upon. Yeah, There's I at least a little bit of them like flirting, but that never even really goes anywhere. It d- definitely doesn't go also, anywhere. Also, the whole angle of like Victor being jealous of Reed and Sue, which was what they did in the album earlier franchise I, we don't need that like no. i don't need like no. that like like sue being something that victor covets like yeah and then that's sort of just dropped like there's a little bit where he's like hey you're being unprofessional he's like we got it working and then it's just never brought up again no and it's so like why was, was it in the movie then they you imply know. that he he signs on to the project because he thinks he can talk to sue while he's there i'm like that's not doom yeah, no. if, it, if it is doom. then make it doom. like make that part. yeah it's right. brought, it's brought right in, and then it's just dropped again. It's like you said in that one episode, it's uh, Chekhov's gun. You know, you don't introduce like a, a love triangle, and then you're like, eh, it's never, nothing's going to happen with it. This movie is all Chekhov's gun and it, none it of the is. fire. It is straight up. There is no <laughs> everything is referenced with no payoff, not a single just, payoff. Yeah. Also, I have this note too. We have to talk about it because we're all over the board. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, Doom doesn't have a moving mouth. No. His mouth doesn't move. Which Can we talk is about the... accurate. Uh, yeah, that is well, true. Well, with the mask. <laughs> the mask doesn't have a moving mouth. No, the, yeah, I know, but he yeah. has a mouth. Right. <laughs> is my point. Yes. And this one, he's not wearing a mask. Right. His face has transmogrified so, into something. Yeah, to me, he looks like, like a bad robot from like a 60s sci-fi movie. You know what I mean? Like, like the Dave Earth sits still or he's something. He's one of those 90s tra- um, crash test dummy guys. Yes. That's yeah! like... That's, <laughs> that's exactly what he looks like. And I could not see that the entire time he was on screen. And I was just, it was maddening. God damn it. I, I believe in the mini episode after I saw this, I referred to him as a mannequin had sex with the robot from Metropolis. And then this is the kid. <laughs> yeah, that is on point. And then art yeah, directed he... by Joel Schumacher because for some reason he has neon lights on him. <laughs> yeah, just full of neon lights and space lasers. And like the climax of this movie is him being like, Okay, I'm here now. I'm back, but I really like it there. So I'm going to go back. Yeah. It's not until that he gets there that he starts, like, blowing up Earth, which nobody could have predicted. And I'm so confused. Like, was it his plan? He was like, if they ever come back someday, I'm going to trick them into bringing me back so I can steal the machine so I can 
So I could then control it and bring it back and use it as a conduit or something. Like like had he been planning that for the last like year and then like it 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 doesn't really explain it like it seems like his plan is just to go back yeah Yeah, no it it seems very much like his plan he says i knew you would come back so he was just waiting for them to come back so that he could destroy the earth question why do they care why does he care he why does anyone care but he can stop them well they want to go back because it's like an unlimited source of or another place of resources and then they think they can make super soldiers right but why does the fantastic four care because they go after him but because they know he's created a singularity. Right. But I'm just so confused by any of this because it, it's, Doom just – But the whole Doom storyline makes no sense. He's, he just wants he's, to go back. Like I, yeah, I almost feel bad for him. He's willing to kill every person on Earth because a group of them tried to come to his planet. He thinks they're going to ruin it. He is straight up a god on his planet. Right. Why, why not just be like, I blinked all of them out of existence. They're all dead. They can and send he... as many people as they want. I will just – you know, bullet brain or brain bullet them every time, and eventually they'll just be like, "I guess we should quit sending people." And he and he opens up a portal to Earth. Uh, I think they imply that he's trying to build a new like world there, so he's like gathering up resources from Earth or something. No, no he's no, I think they're just like hole. being deleted. Like, yeah, like, he's like pulling shit in. But like, what does he need cars for? No, he <laughs> he's like, he's give me all your cars. He's basically creating. Yeah, he's not gathering any of those resources. He is disintegrating every single thing he's pulling over, and also like. That entire base is lost, and like a mile out of that base of the is Pacific lost? Northwest. Yeah. Wait, what, what is insane is outside of like what you assume is a secret military base built in the middle of nowhere, there is like the busiest fucking four lane highway yeah. I have yeah, ever seen. Yeah, there's like a highway that overlooks like L.A. traffic. Yeah, it's like coming out of like five. You're just like why north are of so Portland. Many people here, and why did they all get out of their cars? Um, I I also was just I, I was so mad this whole movie. That nobody leaves this fucking facility for all of it. Like, all of it. Yeah. Like, once they teleport and they come back, like, a fucking 40 minutes go by of them just in this, like, dark, dank facility, just kind of wandering around. I'm like, you guys are building a superhero movie, well, right? Also you know that, is right? The, the whole, like, there's this backstory where Reed, it is implied, is trying to build either another teleporter or he's trying to figure out a way to strip oh, them right. of the powers. It is only seen in the fact that one shot they show him, he has blueprints, and he's clearly building a machine. They don't even imply what the machine is. Then the next scene, he gets caught in like the most anticlimactic fight scene in which the thing just headbutts him, and then it's never brought up. He's never like – when on the plane, he's never like, Ben, I was trying to build a machine. I knew I couldn't do it here because they're just using you. I know the government will never actually try to cure us. They don't want to, you know. I mean, there's nothing there. That would have been a great yeah. dialogue sequence yeah. to have. Yeah, or if they had been intercutting to them training with him trying to build this machine and him testing it, you know, like that's all of the Alba Fantastic Four. Like the third act is him trying to build a machine to reverse the the effects of the storm. This well, is just a slight reference, and he's gone for like twenty minutes of the, well, maybe not that long, but like fifteen minutes of the movie. He almost went on his like own Doctor Doom journey of like finding himself, where he was just like, "I'm gonna go out, like I'm gonna make something on my own, like yeah, fuck the world." And then like yeah, like he is just okay. He's he is a classic Reed Richards like just dick move, like which is very true to the old comics. Um, my my whole history of the Fantastic Four is I fucking hate Reed Richards. 
so much. Um, well, but what is it about that you, you just don't like about him? It's just like he's, he's not just, interesting. He's like or? too much. Like it's the same reason why he hates Superman. Like why people hate Superman. Like, oh, he's I mean, like, like the ultimate genius. He's just he's, he's, he's a little too perfect. He's too nice. But like also like I mean like if you like look at the older comics like. He's always talking down to the other characters, which was actually, I mean, that's good writing in terms of, like, making them a dynamic group, but, like, he's not not always the most likable character. Right. Um, but, yeah, and then also, I mean, you know, I gotta represent my Doom, my boy Doom. Like, Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, uh, lawyers from Latveria have contacted me for a cease and desist on you using that name. <laughs> <laughs> The Doom family is yeah. very upset. Oh, yeah, very litigious. You would not believe it. <laughs> um, I wonder if there's, like, if there's a whole Doom family that precedes Victor, if they don't have names as cool as Victor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a Merton Von Doom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Reginald Von Doom. <laughs> Reginald Von Doom. Although, actually, that's, that's, that's not bad. Solid. That's, that's pretty not solid. Bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Oh, so I had another question. Oh, so it's it's filling up the IMDb page that I have up just to remind myself of actor names. Is images of the, of the four characters. The fuck is Reed's suit? Like clearly he built something that would it's stretch, just but it's just a bunch of fucking elastic cords. And that was actually bothering me in the movie. I'm like, okay, where did that suit come from? Clearly he built it. Yeah, but, but what's like, its purpose? Yeah. But yeah, it, it makes no sense because it implies that since the rest of them are wearing suits to turn off their powers so that they can exist, that suit is holding his limbs at the appropriate length. But he can still stretch in the suit. So how the yes. fuck is the suit? Like, what is it doing? Yeah, none of that's never clear. explained. And that's what that's shockingly in a movie that is this long about origin. There is so little explained about anything. It's yeah. just like the plot makes no sense. The science of behind it makes no sense. What the fuck is with those suits? I don't know. There's just question after question where you're like, I, I don't get it. And the science felt like good comic book science to begin, like in the early like science fair sequences and stuff, and building up into the machine and stuff. It felt like decent comic book science, like rough enough that you could follow, not too deep, you know, just just kind of there. And then at the end, Doom is just like throwing rocks into a circle that creates a laser. And you're like, what is this? Like, yeah. <laughs> what is this shit? Yeah, it's like the 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 end is a reference to something that they talked about like 45 minutes before the end of the movie, which is if you power the machine wrong, it would create a black hole. Yeah, right. But they don't reference that. That's like they're just like he's creating a black hole. So if you don't remember that part of the movie, which is very likely, you would forget. Because it's just a throwaway line. You would be like, wait, how the fuck is he creating a black hole? What is happening? And there's no explanation. Because then when you get to his planet, he appears as he's created the black hole on his planet? Which is not how black holes work. No. Don't create black holes, like, anywhere near you. Just simple, (laughs) basic science rule. Yeah, and you can't really control them, you know, because of the nature of a black hole. (laughs) They're sort of known for just the one thing. So... Also, was there, in, like, the wormhole they traveled to Doom's planet, was there oxygen? Is that how Johnny didn't have to get in the bubble? He could just fly around through an interdimensional space? Or be on fire? Yeah. (laughs) I guess it was full of oxygen. Well, let's hope so. Um, So, I have to touch on something we didn't talk about. One of the most egregious moments of the movie for me. One of the worst... We're going to have to make a, a, a top list of bad comic book lines... We've got uh, most lines in Catwoman. Um, yeah, and, and line spoken. We've got that X-Men, uh, uh, what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning line. Mm-hmm. We've got some great lines to play from. I think a new addition to that list is uh, there is no victor 
there is only doom. That, not only is I it, did not think that was actually as bad as them shoehorning in Doctor Doom earlier in the movie, where he's like, does the world need to be saved? And she's like, oh, Doctor Doom over here. It's like, really? Am I mistaken? Is that from comics? No. Because that is from Ghostbusters. Exactly, that's what I was oh, going to yeah. say. That's, that's <laughs> clearly, there is no Dana, only Zool. I was about to say it's that. It's the same line yeah. from Which, a better movie. But here's the thing, is like, they <laughs> shot this movie where his name wasn't Doom. And then the fans got pissed off, and then they shoot. They, right. like, they changed his name to like B Doom. So like originally that he was, was like supposed a blogger to be his name. or something. Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily a blogger. I think it was the same character. Okay, but that was like the nickname he liked to go by. Right. Um, and then they they're just like, oh, here we need to do a shot of like his name on paper. Yeah. And they literally never mentioned the word Doom except for when Sue called him Doctor Doom as a joke at one point, and then he calls himself Doom at the very end. Like, those are the only three times in the movie where it's ever acknowledged that... Because they only call him Victor other than that. But don't steal a line from Ghostbusters. Yeah. A, a memorable one. That's like, the minute he said it, I was like, that's Ghostbusters. I think my wife went from the kitchen, that's Ghostbusters! <laughs> like that, that I was... think that might also be a line in Howard the Duck. So maybe it's just a very popular line. I am... There is no longer blah. I am... Howard the Duck? <laughs> no, no, it's... <laughs> No, I wasn't quoting the line from How to the Duck. I was saying that that archetype of a sentence. Yeah, is... but that exact sentence is the exact quote from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It is, there is no Absolutely. Dana, there is only Zool. Yeah. Uh, so, weird choice, movie. Well, this movie is weird choice after weird choice, because we're like, I think um, I looked and it was like an hour and 27 minutes into this movie is when Reed's like, like uh, the thing's like, we can't beat him. And reads like not by ourselves, but together. So like that could be the moment where you're like, they are now the Fantastic Four. The yeah. movie has twelve more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is also so, the first time it appears that all four of them are speaking to each other. Yeah. They, they don't. They don't talk. Yeah. The whole they don't movie. even really talk before he starts the singularity. There's not a scene up until this point where all four of them are together. Yeah. It, there is. It is insane. And like I said, Sue and the Thing have no dialogue together. They never yeah. say any words to each other. Um, but I gotta say, like, when Victor and Reed start fighting, it's like Reed has been watching a lot of Street Fighter Two footage of Dulcim. Yeah, he's he just Dulcim. is he's pulling out all those like Dulcim like stretchy limb punches and like yeah, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Which is a fucking shame because that sequence, the start. I agree with the fight sequence when they capture him is garbage. But it almost starts to go somewhere when he... Well, A, somehow he runs right under the helicopter because they just come right on... Those troopers just rappel right in front of him. Like, yeah. good job, Reed. Run, to, run towards the helicopter. But anyway, once he, when he fights them and he like grabs that guy and like swings past him and hit, throws him into the tree, I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, let's I, do this. I did not think that fight scene was bad until he did like the no-look punch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Hollywood, you called. I didn't recognize you there for a second. But, like, that was, like, a peak at what you could get. And, like, you kept getting these peaks. Like, you know, you saw those, like, video footage of the thing throwing a tank. But it wasn't actual scene. It was fucking background footage. You get this, like, almost fight scene with Reed. Never comes to a full completion. Yeah, I, I thought know. that, the, like, the, uh, like, like I said, that when the, when the thing shows up and they're, like, fighting in the woods. And he, like, you're like, oh, this is going to be cool. Like, you know, how does, he, how does the thing fight somebody who can literally just absorb all of his impact? And then he just headbutts him. And you're like, oh. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I guess we are an hour and 40 minutes into this movie, so you got to wrap it up. But 
Yeah, and no I, time for fight sequences. I didn't mind the end fight. I thought that was kind of well done. But yeah. it is insane because the end of this movie is the end of Act Two of a normal movie. Yeah, like they're 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 like this film ends and you're like, all right, where's the, oh, that that's the end. Like that film, the whole fighting Doctor Doom, like they sh- it wouldn't have killed him at the end. He would have gotten away or whatever. They form the Fantastic Four, and then there's Act Three where Doom's back and he has a plan, and they have to go fight him as the Fantastic Four. But instead, the movie just ends in Act Two. So that's why I think it's so bad because you're like, oh, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, you got me on board finally after an hour and forty minutes. You got me the Fantastic Four, and you roll credits instantly. I I just think there's nothing more egregious in this movie. I keep saying that word. There's nothing more badly interpreted about the Fantastic Four in this film altogether than taking one of the most famous teams and having them never speak to each other, like <laughs> having zero dynamic with each other. That's like that's like not getting. Uh, 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 how to like Spider-Man swings around or whatever it may be. Well, I mean, but... it's insane that like, like we said, Ben Grimm disappears for about twenty-five minutes of this movie. One of the Fantastic Four, the one who arguably is the cornerstone of like the, like Reed's whole guilt is the thing. If if Ben Grimm could turn from rock to human, it would, the like that whole dynamic would change. That's the premise right. of the comics. Is Reed's also, ultimate I mean, guilt completely gone? Yeah. He is, he's like, probably the most human of the team members. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, keep going. Well, that, um, that's it. It's just insane that they, they build up these, like like Ben said, there is no team in this entire movie. The only time they're a team is in the last two minutes when they're naming themselves and they throw in, like, a really just bizarre comic book reference by the Center City thing, which I just thought that was odd because there's no other reference to anything else in the comic. So why did yeah. they pick that one thing to be like, we're really going to pay homage to this one part of the, not even the most famous part of the Fantastic Four mythos. <laughs> so Fantastic Four is a piece of garbage. I think we've all I'm decided s- that. The simple truth is that I'm fed up with um, how Hollywood like gets one part of Fantastic Four and then bumbles four others. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the movies before this with, with, uh, with Chris Evans got the sort of dynamic of who who kind of bounces off who? They got yeah. even though they had some annoying dialogue. J- Johnny bounces off the thing. Mm-hmm. Sue and Reed have a thing, and Sue also just kind of like is like, "Hey guys, focus." Let's, yeah, let's keep it together. And then Reed is uh, um, super guilt ridden about the about, about uh, the um, the thing about Ben, and Johnny is super into his powers. Like like yeah. that they, they nailed that. Uh, but then they forgot they were making a superhero movie and they just do antics for 20, for two hours. Yeah, it is. It's just, yeah. Like each movie has its problems. The, the Roger Corman one is the budget. Right. That's which the was, problem. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think if that movie had a better budget, it wouldn't, I think it could have been in not a great film, but at least one that you weren't so like, what? Yeah. At least up there with Blade, maybe. Well, I, I think know. the directing uh, could, yeah, yeah. could be improved. But that's just that's yeah. wrapped in with the whole budget problem. Yeah. You gotta hire who you can hire. Yeah. Um, and then and then this movie brought, got the reality, which I thought I always loved about the Ultimates, like that yeah. that they took a lot of these fantastic <laughs> elements from from Fantastic Four and like found a way to ground them. Like the fact that the the Fantastic Car is named that because Reed built it when he was a kid. You know, these, like, simple elements that go, oh, that makes sense. And kind of, like, they kind of bring it all to, like, an even tone. 
Um, this movie like tried to do that, but in doing so, flattened everyone to nothing. Like mm-hmm. everyone's lines are blank. Even the jokes have no joy behind them. Everyone's yeah. just like flattened into to, to oblivion. And I mean, yeah, at, at their worst, the ultimate comics really are just written for like utter cynics. Sure. And again, at their worst, when they're at their best, they're written for people with like a tinge of cynicism. But they still achieve the fantastical. That right? is a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Now my question is this: If they make another Fantastic Four, which they probably will at some point, do you think that the best thing they could do is just have Doctor Doom already be Doctor Doom? Interesting. Like I don't. Did you guys ever read uh, Heroes Reborn? Back in the after, like when comics were like I, falling yes. apart, yeah. And they gave uh, Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee. They let them rewrite, like, their four biggest-named comics that also had become, like, the least popular comics for Marvel. Yeah, and so they, this was the post-Onslaught. Um, yes, Marvel, after right? all the yeah all the heroes that weren't mutants ran into, except for, yeah, like, Spider-Man for some reason couldn't do, I don't know, it was real weird. But they relaunched Iron Man, Fantastic Four, Captain America, and the Incredible Hulk, I think. That doesn't seem right. One of those is wrong. Because uh, the Hulk might have just been in the Iron Man. Anyways, the point is they redid all of their origins. And the origin of the Fantastic Four is Reed builds this space shuttle and Doctor Doom sabotages it. Because he wants revenge for Reed screwing him up initially. And the first whole story then is after they come back and they land, Doom kidnaps them because he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't realize they're, they're going to still be alive. And the whole story is like them fighting Doctor Doom. And they never really explain what's wrong with Doctor Doom. And that works because you're just like... You understand, he hates Reed, he blames him for some accident, that's it. I don't need to see it, I don't need to know about it, and that's what makes it work, and I, I think that that would be their best bet, because, I don't know, it just feels like the origin in these movies, I don't know, it just needs to jump right to them going to space. Which I thought that, so, I thought the album one did right, they were like right into, they're like, they're in space, they get their powers, I'm like, that's good, they got all the, and then they don't use the rest of the movie for anything. Yeah. To me, I think the way to do Doom right because you need to blend the gap. Because while your story works, it plays to, I think, comic book fans. and doesn't play to a casual audience. Because there's something that's just like this evil genius who's just thrust into the movie. True. I think the way that it works is, yeah, yes, you, you get to the origin story much faster than this movie did. Um, you create that dynamic where s- someone that you can't nail down for sure is responsible for the accident. It should never be clear. Oh that no! It's Reed or it should or be. Doom. It should be implied to the audience, perhaps, that it's Doom's yeah. fault. But it shouldn't be intrinsically clear. No, it should and, be that Reed always then, blames himself, regardless of the actual outcome. The aftermath is should be a lot like kind of it is in the uh, the other movies, where they sort of like I don't know, crash land, or they're teleported wrong, and they end up like just scattered uh, around the globe, or even just around a small area, and Doom is left somewhere remote, and he has to like almost. Iron Man style from like the remake, like build a suit or build something to like get out. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. need that building. He needs to construct his character out of like technology. Well, and I think for me, like the the biggest problem these movies face is you're taking a serial series yeah. and turning it into a, a always standalone. Tough. Like yeah. I mean, like that's because like honestly, if I had watched this movie as like the first three, maybe four episodes of a season of a series, I would have liked it. I'd have yeah. Been like, okay, yeah, give me more. Like, yeah, Which I, I almost feel like that I know they couldn't do it because of the cost, but Fantastic Four would be a, a Marvel property that would lend itself to a TV show, except for the fact it would be 
asininely expensive due to the special effects, but yeah, it would right. work great as a serial because then you can have the episode that's all about Reed's guild. Then you have an episode about you know Johnny and Ben and how they're dealing with their powers, and you can introduce all of their multiple villains. Yeah, which is perfect because their villains are sort of C-list villains. Moreover, um, yeah, I mean, aside from yeah, like I mean, but that's Namor, Namor and Doom are like the only ones that. Oh matter. right, Namor, yeah, but that's good though because when you have a TV show like that, you can like like the way the Flash is doing it, where they're just introducing all these like C-level like characters. Or you can do like the slow build. You know, you start like I almost feel like you know you start off, they get their powers. And then in the background of this, there's somebody leading on the machinations, and it's sort of like in Daredevil, where it was like, what, like five episodes in, four episodes in, before they actually show the Kingpin? He's just referenced. And it would work that then they introduce Doom, and you you realize that Doom is behind a lot of the, the... the problems the Fantastic Four, but again, that no, show I think that would work. So expensive, it would be impossible. Well, to make. screenwriters for the next Fantastic Four movie, we solved your problem. Don't, Don't make, make a movie. it a movie. <laughs> Turn it into a TV show, or go ahead and make this. I mean, like I think another problem with this film is we're in the era where most of these comic book movies are like two hours plus, and this movie yeah. is only an hour and forty or thirty nine minutes, and that's like eight minutes worth of credits. Take the extra half hour. I watched Batman Begins. Come on, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm happy to sit for the Fantastic Four Begins. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm down. Use and use that time. Don't give me a fucking you know. I love Lucy montage of them using their superpowers, like in the, the first one. Don't give me zany moments of them trying to fly. I just, yeah. it needs to be. There needs to be jokes. Which there was a scene in this movie which felt like it was written by, the guy who wrote the first one when they're first getting into the teleportation machine. Didn't it feel like somebody was just like, put all the quips in this entire movie in this scene? Like, each one of them is making, like, joke after joke after joke. And it's like, why are they making so many jokes? There's a really good chance they're going to die. Like, they (laughs) don't know what's going to... Monkeys are close to humans, but, you know, not that close. Uh, Ape. Yeah. Last moment to touch on is is these characters felt... (laughs) These characters felt so fucking cardboard through the whole movie. And there were scenes in the montage... That would have been amazing to see. There's one in particular where they're all around, like eating Chinese food and laughing. Like, like yeah. Doctor v- Victor is like, like laughing with them, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why is that just in the montage and silent? Give me that scene over this bullshit. I want to see whatever funny dialogue they're having. I want, yeah, I want them to be having fun, and then I want Victor to say something that makes everyone uncomfortable. Where they're just like, <laughs> it just reminds you, oh right. Like, yeah, they're like he's like Sue's clearly the entire time. She's like she clearly does not like him. Right, like she clearly is creeped out by him. And like just like let them be like oh right we we get lulled and then like oh right nope this guy is still like there's something wrong like something yeah it grabs, might be something small but like he grabs Rick yeah. and he's like are you rushing or dragging boom that's Whiplash <laughs> joke at the end uh God I don't know I've never seen Whiplash um, you talked about it like it was your favorite movie. 2015 at the beginning now all of a sudden uh, so it's also clear writer of the next fantastic four tv show uh get chris doom to write victor for you <laughs> he's yeah. kind of figured it out yeah. he's at least figured out how to be awkwardly creepy uh anything else I, there was just a couple things i wanted to bring up real quick i thought that it was insane that they could get a tv signal from the negative zone yeah they never explained how they well, suddenly figured they that out they kind of did because they talked about um oh fuck what quantum teleportation oh that's which shit, is yeah. the teleportation of uh, uh, i'm just gonna assume everyone else caught that line no it's the teleportation of uh electronic data 
Um, so they established that when he was talking about building his teleportation machine as a fifth grader. Uh, which, again, real thing, actually. That's... Okay, I'll give him that. Uh, my other thing that I wanted to bring up was, did you guys notice when, you know, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou comes down, and he's like, we're going to contact NASA. And he's like, you're going to turn it over to NASA? So what, they can weaponize it? And it's like, wait, Na- NASA's a, yeah. a publicly owned company. They're... NASA, famous for me. I was going to say, like, NASA. A, a... Nukes on, on the moon. Yeah, a company that is actually constantly defunded by the government because they won't make bombs like they're constantly like who cares about space travel i don't know why nasa all of a sudden was cast as a villain in that scene i was just like wow what a couldn't you have said we're gonna give this to the cia or you know some sort of military developer why did you pick a a a very altruistic place to be like oh they're the worst little did they know the martian would come out and really make people love nasa even more Mm -hmm. Uh, is there anything else you guys had to say um, nope, that really, I, I'm, I'm just so thrilled to have survived Fantastic February. I know, I'm glad we did it. We can say that we, we really completed a task. Uh, go ahead, if you guys have ideas, send us what should be next February. Because I, no, I think February don't. should be our torture month. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Do it. Alright, well, if there's nothing else you guys had for this, uh, why don't we go ahead, Chris Doom. Let's see. Um, you know, I, I have, again, zero plugs. But, you know what? Just just for Dr. Doom, I'm going to put out, there's this Instagram that I like following called Daily Dr. Doom. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I highly recommend it for people who uh, are into following the Doom Meister. Uh, you know, and then my Instagram, Chris underscore doom or chris doom is one word i don't remember just so, go ahead so you know this baby's look being updated up. often <laughs> i update my instagram every day i just don't log into it ever let's let's actually we're uh we're peeking at yeah chris underscore chris doom. underscore doom a lot of smite clips <laughs> and dr doom memes I'm really selling it <laughs> <laughs> it's the Chet Hanks of Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Chet Hanks. I didn't even know there was another Hanks. Yeah, there's another one. There shouldn't be, That's, but there is. Which is really saying something <laughs> when you're like, there shouldn't be one past Colin Hanks, as if, like, American <laughs> treasure Colin Hanks. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this Fantastic Four movie and Fantastic February. Thank God. I think I'll be happy to not talk about Ben Grimm or Ben Grimm's penis for at least a week. At least a week. Yes. Why don't you tell us about Ben Chapman's penis and where they can see it on it online? That'll be on the next mini-sode, but you can also check me out at at the Disco Pony, at AwesomeXMachina on Instagram, or uh, anything at my uh, my website, therealbenchapman.com. You can, of course, follow me at It's Pogues on Instagram. Artofpogues.com is my website. We still have our T-shirt up for sale at tpublic.com slash user slash artofpogues. Please leave us comments at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash naospod, or tweet at us, naospod. Tell us what you think. Leave corrections and omissions or anything you want us to talk about. We will read them all on the mini-episode for all four of these movies. Me and Ben will probably also break them down and list them in our list of, uh, what, 16 movies we've done so far now? Yeah, this is number 16. So we're, we're, we're... Just trucking along, guys. Uh, Again, if you like the episode or you like the show, please share us, tell your friends, etc., etc., etc. That's it. Yeah. Um, To sum up the movie, we, as always, refer to IMDb's keyword function. 
and the Fantastic Four can be defined as box office flop, reference to Instagram, exploding head, bare-chested male, monkey, troubled production, title at the end. <laughs>